0: everyone and welcome. So glad you're here. I am doing double here. I, if you are seeing this on in the Facebook group, Women Beating Type 2 Diabetes Together, welcome. So glad you're here. You're catching this, uh, this video. If you're listening to this episode on my podcast, No Pills, No Hunger, you are listening to episode number 212. Okay, so either way, are super glad you're here. You're going to learn a lot. And this is a topic I think is really important. Um, it's about sodium. And, you know, sodium salt uh, definitely is something that you're told to limit if uh, you have high blood pressure. But it's something that all of us should be, you know, focused on actually, because a lot of Um, you know, sodium and salt enters our, our diet without us even realizing it. Okay. So, um, and, and most people eat too much sodium. So I just wanted to kind of do kind of a quick talk about it so you can start being aware of it and you can start kind of paying attention to where it might be um, entering your, your diet. Okay. So, So, you know, when you reduce the sodium in your diet, it helps you, um, you know, lower or avoid that high blood pressure. So if you have already been diagnosed, you want to certainly be doing it. If you're worried about it, this is something you can be doing to be proactive. And that's really, you know, a good thing. You want to be proactive uh, with your health and not even go down that road of having issues. So, um, so the thing about sodium is we, know we need some sodium in our body um, and to help it work properly it's you know it's regulated actually um, in the body by our kidneys and it helps control your body's fluids and you know the fluid balance balance it all sodium also plays a key role in uh, nerve and muscle function but with that said too much in our system causes um, our body to retain hold on to water you probably have noticed that when you eat a really salty meal you'll feel puffy your fingers feel tight right um and 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 it also people could say they've gained some weight with it so the question becomes how much um is kind of too much that and that it affects my my health and my heart health in particularly and so what happens is when there's this extra sodium in your bloodstream, it pulls water uh, into your blood vessels as well. And that increases the amount of blood inside your blood vessels, okay? And with more blood flowing through your blood vessels, uh, you know, your blood pressure increases. And so in some people, this may lead to that that high blood pressure uh, reading, right? So then you're like, okay, well then how much do I actually need, right? Um, So we know like nine out of 10 Americans consume too much sodium and the average American, I think the statistic I read on the American Heart Association's webpage was, you know, we eat more than 3,400 milligrams of sodium a day. And the American Heart Association recommends no more than 2,300 milligrams a day. And really an ideal limit um, is less than 1500 milligrams a day for most adults, um, especially those with high blood pressure. So if you're following like the DASH diet because you have hypertension, it'll probably be less than the 1500. And so there's a lot of room for improvement. If the average American is eating 3400 and we you know, we wanna be eating 2300 or less with if you don't have heart disease, that's a pretty big range, right? You can definitely improve. So, really, even cutting back, you know, by a thousand milligrams a day can really improve your blood pressure and your heart health. So, when you start thinking about this, you're like, okay, well, I don't use salt. I I hear this so often. I don't use salt. I don't put salt on my food. And you know, many foods in their natural state contain some sodium. And, but the, you know, the largest um, amount of sodium comes from processed and packaged foods as well as restaurant foods. And so I want you to start paying attention to food labels because they tell you how much sodium is in a food product. So foods with 140 milligrams or, or less of sodium per serving are considered low lower sodium foods, okay? So, you know, sodium levels of the same type of food can vary widely. So really read your labels. I teach my clients this. This is one of the first thing they learn is not only just for sodium, for but for all you know, many things. We look at fats, we look at sodium, we look at added sugars um, for sure. And, and because it really gives you, a, you can start gauging when you, especially when you compare it, you know, what food is a healthier choice. And so really get in that habit of reading your labels um, and then select the you know the 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 product that has the least amount. Um, some over-the-counter medications, prescription medications, also have lots of sodium. Go figure, right? Uh, so ask your healthcare professional um, or pharmacist about the sodium in your medications. And you know, like I said, make sure you're reading the, those labels of your over-the-counter and your prescription medications. It's about being proactive. Um, you know, in knowing what you're putting into your body in all forms. We focus so much on food, but we don't even think about sometimes the things we're drinking, um, you know, maybe the, the air we're breathing uh, and some of the medications and supplements that we're taking. So because we think they're OK, but you should just really always know what you're putting in. So with that said, what foods should you limit? Um, and the you know, the best way to reduce your sodium is to avoid prepackaged, processed, and prepared foods, which tend to be higher in sodium. So, you know, there's what they call this, the American Heart Association calls the salty six. And the six common foods that are probably, you know, adding the most salt to your diet. Are breads and rolls, breads very high, uh, pizza, sandwiches, cold cuts, and cured meats, which we really wanna move you away from, not just because of the sodium, but because they're, they're just really not good for you. Okay, they're just not in so many realms. So definitely move away from those. Um, soups and, you know, burritos and tacos often have a lot. Uh, there are some other foods that also have some hidden sodium. Uh, cheeses and buttermilk, uh, canned vegetables, uh, frozen dinners and snack foods. And again, it's processed, it's, it's prepared, right? Um, condiments, ketchup and mustard, which I was really sad I love mustard. Uh, and so, and I still use it. Because I watch my sodium in other areas, and this is what I want you to start thinking about. It's one of the things you really enjoy. Doesn't mean you can't have them, but you, at least you know where the sodium's coming from, and you might make an, you might alter something somewhere else. Um, sauces, barbecue sauce, soy sauce, of course, um, steak, uh, steak and sauce, and Worcestershire sauce. So, um, so you might be saying, well, how do you cook without salt? How do you make it taste good? And that's where you really lean into your herbs and spices and, you know, lemon on something really pops the flavors in vegetables, Um, lime, vinegars, there's all types of different vinegars you can use, or there's a really great, you know, a lot of great salt free seasonings coming out that give you the pre-blended flavors that you like, but without the salt, because even a lot of those pre-blended Um, spices that you might be used read your label it'll start with salt okay and so I think back to the days my mom cooked she used seasoning salt and the biggest ingredient was salt right and so you know once you start getting away from the salt your taste buds will adapt and you know it'll taste bland for about 10 days But as soon as you let your taste buds regenerate and get, you know, used to not having the salt, the foods will start tasting really good. And you'll notice you'll start tasting those foods really well. And so, you know, what I do with, you know, I eat a lot of canned beans. I buy the low or no sodium and I rinse them. Just there's ways you can start reducing it. Okay. And then really be careful about eating out. You know, it doesn't mean you can't eat out. Just consider um, the menu, what you're getting and how often you're doing it. And then maybe lean into more what's on the menu of you know, the fresh vegetables and fruits and that sort of thing. And then look about where you might be getting some of the sodium, you know, prepared salad dressings. You can order plain vinegar to put on your salad at a restaurant, okay? So those are some tips. If you if this is a topic you're interested in, you can find out more by, and I got a lot of this information from the American Heart Association. You can go to that website, learn more about it. But the big thing is that I want you to take away from this is really start uh, reading your labels and really start paying attention to your habits and where these these the sodium might be sneaking into your diet and putting you over that threshold that we're, we're aiming for, okay? So great, everyone have a great day and I'll talk to you soon, bye everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time, and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast. Since morning habits are the easiest to build, that's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.